Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. I can't just be like, I want to draw something for that song and do it. It has to be like, when I'm listening to it, like, oh my God, this is something that I absolutely, like I'm in this space. Like I need to create this. And it's like this, like, and it like strengthens when I'm drawing it too, because I feel like I'm pulling it out of this like world and being able to like kind of, stick it onto something i use an exacto knife i take a regular graphite pencil yeah and then i use an exacto knife to like expose the lead and then i use a sandpaper block and i shave it down even more to make the point really long and and sharp and that helps with adding like super small details um and also if you use the side of it it helps you shade very smooth absolutely it's almost Um, like a paintbrush at that point Yeah, that's like my main thing that has helped exponentially. Hey, quick question before we get started. Would you like to win a free piece of clothing from Snowman Films and a 30-minute chat about your creative journey with me? I know that I would love to connect with you, and I know that I would have loved to talk with somebody who had experienced a similar path when I was getting started. So let's make it happen. Here's what you need to do. Subscribe to the Conversations with Creators podcast, rate and review and share it in just five easy steps. First, write a review on your preferred podcasting platform and rate it five stars for good karma. Then screenshot your review and share it on social media, tagging Snowman Films. Each month, I'll select one random winner to receive a free piece of clothing from our store and a 30-minute virtual coaching call with me. Again, subscribe, write a review, rate the show, screenshot that review, share it on social media tagging Snowman Films, and get entered into a drawing for that one-on-one virtual session with me and some free swag. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a review. I really appreciate you, and I'm excited to see you in our one-on-one virtual call soon. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable. How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Welcome back to Conversations with Creators. I am your host, Noah Mittman, and joining me today, it says Bagan on your on your name, but it's your, your screen name is Emily Rose, yeah? Yeah, Emily Rose Art. Emily Rose Art. There we go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I uh, I saw her on TikTok and reached out and she's a super talented, like detailed illustrator. Your, your like zoom ins of the detail in your drawings are insane. So Thank welcome you. to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell me a little bit about kind of how you got started in the journey of, of pencil drawing. Yeah. So uh, from a young age, my parents always fostered a very creative environment for me. So it was always kind of there, that creative energy and support. But I always kind of did it for fun more than anything else. And I studied entrepreneurship in college. Um, That's what I got my major in. Um, So I kind of knew I wanted to start my own business. I didn't know what I was in an accelerator program, actually, through my university. And I was starting a tech startup, which is obviously very different from art. 
Um, but obviously the same rules apply to any business. Um, and that's when I posted my first drawing on Instagram and it did a lot better than I thought it would. Nice. I'm super thankful for that. And then once there were just a few people asking like, Hey, I'd be interested in, you know, buying this. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. want something I made. And so then I kept making it and it just kind of snowballed. And then I just decided like, you know, I know art's more unorthodox. I don't know if it's equally or more risky than any entrepreneurial endeavor, to be honest. With you. <laughs> right. It's probably. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's working now. And I it's all it risky so unless you're at the nine to five. It's all risky. <laughs> I mean, and that's even a risk 10 years no, down correct, the, correct. the line. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to roll with this. Um, I've never like been in art school or anything like that, too. So wow. I just uh, rolled you're with it taught? and it's grown. I'm almost fully self-taught. Um, I took art in like high school, you know, and I had yeah. to, um, what are they called? Electives yeah, yeah, in yeah, college right. to fulfill my, you know, credits. And outside of that, everything has just been trial and error and figuring it out on my own. Was it more um, YouTube university kind of thing or was it just trying stuff out? It was just trying stuff out. Yeah. I haven't really watched anything <laughs> to be completely honest. Wow. I just am like, that looks good that doesn't look good and i've just kind of stuck you have any idea work. how impressive that is like we're gonna all i'll make sure uh if you we'll link all your stuff so they need to like because obviously the context of like who you are they have to see your work to like really see so like at the top of the episode right now if you're listening go check out i'll, I'll put her channels up here so you know what we're talking about because this is some of the most detailed like especially with like your your people and the muscles and all that like there's so much stuff that if you're just your eye is that good that's wild thank you yeah i don't know it just it's just practice and dedication really oh absolutely <laughs> that'll no i mean that'll get you listen that'll get you further than any education ever will mm -hmm. sticking with something and and having the experiences to go with it very true absolutely so how did you kind of you integrate a lot of music into your art. How did you come by that? And was there a particular like moment or experience that like birthed that idea? Yeah. So just like traditional art music has also been a super big part of my life since I was young. My parents are like massive classic rock fans. My mom is like the biggest Beatles fan on the face of the planet. <laughs> um, so I've always been around that too. And I'm an only child. So I'm I attribute a lot of my like imaginative kind of worlds to that because it's like you get bored you got to come up with something um and so like music you know and this happens to everyone when you listen to it it kind of takes you on this journey beyond the physical and you can yeah. kind of see all these things happening and i'm like it would be cool if we could kind of take that world and put it into some sort of physical representation like a still image from this movie that plays out in everyone's mind when you listen to whatever you listen to yeah um and the first song i did that for was age of machine by greta van fleet nice and um that was the very first so that was kind of like the spark moment i was like i just really want to do it for this song because i love that song and um i did and that kind of just started everything for me wow no i mean it, that that makes total sense with i love that like the description of that though like you're what where your brain goes when you listen to music you just like i need to take that and put it onto a piece like that's mm -hmm. Oh my God, <laughs> that's the perfect way to do it. <laughs> it's the intersection. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that, that mm -hmm. I mean, you can see it in the work that it's, you know, but what, which one did the Greta Van Fleek uh, inspire? Which piece? Uh, it was the very first one. I have done a lot inspired yeah. by them. Um, 
but the very first one was like it's a statue and it's kind of split in half yeah okay okay so yeah yeah uh-huh cool. that that's the very first one hell yeah <laughs> well it was, i mean it's a solid first one <laughs> thanks yeah <laughs> do you have a specific playlist that you listen to while you draw or is it kind of vary per piece so i kind of alternate between like three or four I can't really listen to anything with lyrics when I'm drawing that makes because sense. I need to be like hyper focused and I'll start like jamming out and I'm like this is not this is not good um so I listen right now I'm like big into like Norwegian kind of like throat traditional singing it just like Viking music like yeah, it just, Viking just like, the yeah. best uh that um and then celtic music yeah and then like classical here, i don't know if you can see well. but on my wedding ring is it's celtic knots oh so you yeah you get oh, it yeah. oh yeah yeah it's just like very um i like music that kind of makes you feel like you're in a movie mm-hmm. you know and that kind of so those three Cinematic. things and sometimes lo-fi too but that's more for like when i'm brainstorming than when i'm actually working because i need to you know no, i just I need mean, to that be makes, in that kind that of like mystical realm like, the cinematic music that goes along with like the larger than life you know Mm -hmm. pictures like that or uh, drawings like that you have to be in the cinematic mindset I feel like to I mean I'm the same I love half of my half of my Spotify stuff is like scores for movies Mm -hmm. including you know the Vikings the Vikings TV show soundtrack which is I love the Vikings (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um no that's sweet how can you, how do you describe kind of the emotional connection that you feel uh, between the music and what you're creating as you're doing it? So it's one of those things where honestly, it depends on the song. It can't really be forced, you know, it has to kind of be like, oh my God, like when you're listening to it and you you just are like, I. it's almost like, I can't just be like, I want to draw something for that song and do it. It has to be like, when you're listening to it, like, oh my God, this is something that I absolutely, like I'm in this space. Like I need to create this. And it's like this, like, and it like strengthens when I'm drawing it too, because I feel like I'm pulling it out of this like world and being able to like kind of stick it onto something. So it's kind of like a full experience. I, I don't really know how to describe it, honestly, but it just kind of, grows as you yeah, progress and then you you have like a relationship with the song but then also this like physical thing that you've created yeah so it seems that, like kind it's of hard ideas to pop into your head as you're going that because you're in the headspace of the songs yeah uh, yeah it translates into an idea that you put down and normally it's like the first listen I get like the overall idea of what I want to do and then it really comes down to like finding out how to make that work compositionally because in my head as it is with I'm assuming most people like this isn't special to me it's like it's not like you're just seeing a still image you know Mm -hmm. you're seeing like a movie on playing and you have to kind of venture into that space and think like if I were a photographer and I was going to take a still image of this thing I'm playing like what would be the best image and then I that's what I put down on the paper it's a fantastic way to describe it it's just the the snapshot of what you're especially for for a drawing because like i i've heard so many filmmakers talking about you know ideas coming to them in dreams which is like it's mm-hmm. moving it's a whole story but you have to capture this in a single like frame so the, which the, is the, hard sometimes because i kind of have to use like sometimes like for example i did one drawing the one with all the people that you were talking about yeah, yeah. that was just the guitar solo so i was like i need to pick a part of the song in the guitar solo yeah. it was like 
this is this is like to me feels like war so I'm going to draw that instead of the beginning or the end so I feel like I could have like sometimes I'm like I could probably split these up into different sections but I'll just choose like the most intense part you yeah. know yeah that's fascinating <laughs> speaking of guitars uh well, I'm not sure if we mentioned, but <laughs> what guitars should people try and find in your uh, three chords church of rock and roll piece? Oh man, I mean, really, any of them. I have. What what around... ones stand out for you? Well, you know, I have my favorites, like the Eddie Van Halen Frankenstrat. That one, it's it's really distinct, you know. Yeah. Um, SRVs also, you know, Princess Cloud Tar is so cool. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like, th there's just, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at a little mini version of it right now. I just have so many that those would be, uh, and then honestly, just like a classic acoustic guitar. It, I really like doing like the wood on it. Mm -hmm. So some of them are like specific, like custom made for a musician. And then some of them are just famous guitar models. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like classic. your and your Telecaster and things like that. So yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go on a scavenger hunt in that to find those because yeah, there there's so a lot. <laughs> many. Did you have you counted how many there are in that? Uh I have not. I I <laughs> I would have to go. I have a Google Doc where yeah. I had to like write all of them down and then you know have an image of like the reference photo I was gonna yeah, use for it, and it's sense. 29 pages long. <laughs> oh my God. So there's with there's not with not 200. one guitar per page. No, no, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a link. It's just a link to oh, the image, it's not the image itself. So it's at just at least like, two hundred. Is we have yeah, yeah, because it's layered. You know, <laughs> we're gonna have some hardcore fan that like goes through and says, "I got the number." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone has a number, because I honestly I don't even know. I have no clue. <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit. uh, and are you are you a a chicken fan? Are you a a, a wings fan? Because I'm from actually Nashville. I'm vegan. You're vegan. Yeah, I know. I'm happy I, I asked know. before, but no. I won't lie to you. Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. has like some wicked good cauliflower wings, which I know sounds weird. I know. I will. But no, I no. Swear to God, I'm such a good. fan of B Dubs that I I bet that I I, I would be up for that because I have uh man. By the way, can we talk about the moment that cauliflower is having? like yeah they got pizza moment. they got wings they're they're like cauliflower was awful when i was growing up and now it, it's yeah like it all was these nasty things. i agree and i was apprehensive i'm like bro like i haven't even eaten meat in eight years but you're telling me that's a cauliflower wing like that's <laughs> and i tried it like literally two weeks ago yeah i had it and i'm like this is elite like this is good <laughs> this is good well, but i did you know, enjoy you know, it is because the b-dub sauces are so damn like mm -hmm. we literally have uh, in our fridge right now, we have Asian Zing. Uh, we have like four different beat up sauces because uh, Walmart sells them. Yep. Walmart is on top of it. They have Taco yeah. Bell sauce too. It's like the best thing ever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Listen, they may be a, a big, bad, awful corporation, but shit, they have some good stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't. And then the prices, it's like, you got to do what you got to do out here. <laughs> we don't have the, we don't have the privilege of having the whole foods money we got the Walmart i know money. that's actually what i say i'm like if i reach a point in my life where i can get my weekly groceries at whole foods like i'll that's the that's I your that's moment. your made that, it moment yeah it's like yeah, i yeah. can just be like yeah for shits and gigs let's go buy tortilla chips from whole foods if i can you, do that one you have day, your driver take you over to whole foods and do some grocery shopping yeah i'll be like oh my god this is the moment <laughs> this is the moment <laughs> 
What are uh, for people that are also vegan and maybe visiting Nashville or live there? What are some underrated food uh, vegan spots in Nashville? Oh my God, there are quite a few. If I had to pick my top three, I would say the Wild Cow is my favorite vegan restaurant in Nashville. Just ten out of ten all around. Um, Gray's is also really good. Like Gray's, as in like a cow grazing, not the color. <laughs> that um, important distinction. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going on when I was googling it. Um, but that one is really good too. They have like nice wraps and like burritos and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this place called Beehive, and it's like a vegan deli. And it's really they have a crunch wrap, a vegan crunch wrap. Like, how do you beat that? You just That's don't. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those yeah. are my top three. Got to go check those out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, are there any what like musician? And I, I think you've named a couple from the guitar piece but any musicians or specific pieces of music that have really influenced your art well obviously the start of it all was like Greta Van Fleet so massive that was like the catalyst to my career um and then it's I mean it's there's uh there's so many for me my top like ones with like the most imagery right now is like Hosier um aurora she's like a norwegian singer i love her yeah um and oh man mountain joy is a really big one for me right now the lumineers are a really big one for me um and then honestly classical has been like one of the biggest i'm totally gonna butcher the pronunciation but there's this this man his name's ludovicio and i think that's how you pronounce <laughs> it but he was my second most listened to artist this last year and wow. I his music is like I would love to do a series just based off his music because it's totally just classical should. really takes you and Odessa too like Odessa yeah hugely like huge cinematic universe going on there no I, I think specifically with classical too that it's really built to let your mind it takes like it takes you on a journey that's like the point of all the classical music mm-hmm. is like it's it's storytelling with instruments. So I, that makes total sense that it would be, you know, the way your brain works. That is a, that's a very like good genre to draw, to draw from. I feel like. And black Sabbath. I forgot to mention. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a big black that's Sabbath. A spread. Like, that is a spread. But like, I like that. But anything like it yeah. really, if a song is good and a song is powerful, then it is going to influence things. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. That's uh no, I mean, and, and I feel like jam bands would be good too um no it's it's you just the the wider the wide because that's you're having fun right like mm-hmm. there's no rules to this and yeah. it's whatever inspires you in the moment but i i love that the classical is in your top plate i think actually funny enough uh i think like a year ago half of hamilton was in my top plate because i was just obsessed with it yeah i mean it just happens you know yeah. <laughs> and my wife doesn't like musicals at all so I was oh. just listening because so I would listen to it in the car when I was driving because that was like my time, uh, and uh, no, I just yeah, you you're, it's always playing and I, I'm sure especially with how it's funny too because like I can make a video in a day. You're drawing like what's the out? Have you timed out? What's your average amount of time? Because it's these are long pieces. Mm-hmm. It it depends honestly. It's gotten pr- my drawings have become progressively more detailed as I've gone on because I just have this thing where I just want to keep one upping myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but sounds like you're an artist yeah and it's (laughs) yeah a little bit um but it depends on it so if I'm doing something like the three chords piece 
um that's gonna take a really long time that's like yeah. i lost like the complete track it was anywhere between like 360 to 400 hours to, to fully finish that one um so it's any it's, it's normally in the 300 to 400 hour range at this point now if i'm yeah. doing something more simple like that's not as crazy you know intense um it can it can take less time you know i have a few yeah, things like coming the, out the tattoo the series that, or whatever yeah i mean like uh i've done like posters and things and yeah. they're still like in you know i i'm still pouring everything i have into them but it's not this like kaleidoscope image yeah so and those can take anywhere between like 50 to 100 hours so i i am like very obsessed with detail and like that's what takes the time well and i think that's what's been that's probably where so much of the success on your social media has come from is i mean those those up close detail shots like when you're adding the crack into the wall like with super light pencil like that those are just infinitely interesting to me like seeing all the things because then because then again you pull it back and you have no like you have to really study these things closely to see the level of detail yeah i uh i'm a bit of a detail freak <laughs> it's good it's good I really like, like. De- detail is uh is what makes the best the best you know <laughs> what uh actually speaking of the details what are some like specific techniques or materials that you use to achieve that in your drawings so to be honest with you i don't know the names of techniques like <laughs> yeah. i i just know if it looks good one thing that a lot of people like to comment on my video is like why does your pencil look so mutant and long and pointy and weird um i like i use an exacto knife i take a regular graphite pencil yeah and then i use an exacto knife to like expose the lead and then I use a sandpaper block and I shave it down even more to make the point really long and, and sharp. Yeah. And that helps with adding like super small details. Um, and also if you use the side of it, it helps you shade very smooth. Absolutely. It's almost um, like a paintbrush so, at that point. Yeah. That's like my main thing that has helped exponentially. Um, and then I, all I use though, like really is the graphite pencils. Uh, I use mud, like there's these little things could be totally messing up the name of this too, but they're like shading sticks. They're like little soft little paper that you use to make it look smooth. Yeah. Um, obviously a pencil sharpener, exacto knife, erasers. I have like two different kinds of erasers. I have a soft one and a, a strong one. Yeah. Um, and then obviously like little splashes of paint and that's pretty much the extent to what I, what I, no, no that's, that's a beautiful like peek behind the curtain. I think there are, this is, a fully thought out like specific way of doing it that you are working on and it's not just like oh yeah i sharpened it a bunch it's like no you're like you're doing surgery on your pencils yeah and sometimes they break i have like <laughs> an entire like jar of just broken pencils and i'm like god because they're not like i i go through like a pencil and a half a day yeah. when i'm like in the peak of drawing something big wow. um and that's if i don't break them so i have like i i buy like 50 pencils at a time when i go to my art store yeah <laughs> And I only use eight and nine B, um, which are like uh, softness to the pencils. And so all those, like, I feel bad because I pretty much buy all the eight and nine B pencils they have every time I go in. No, no, they're you're you're a hero to them. They're like, we're selling out of this one. Like, you're they see me walking, they're like, oh, there go the pencils. <laughs> they already know. <laughs> like, can I get these in boxes instead of like by I hand? I just <laughs> grab them all and I'm like walking around holding them. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I think we actually covered my next uh, question, which was it's, it sounds like the uh, the song that you're using for the trip to the fantastic was the guitar solo. 
Um, um, well, the guitar solo one was Weight of Dreams, which is um, Weight of Dreams, like right. with all the people. Yeah. Yeah. Weight of Dreams, another Greta Van Fleet song. Um, it's just, it's the guitar solo of that song because that, that guitar solo, I think, is just great. Oh, yeah. It's a solid one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so you were like really living, I mean, with you saying you're going through two or three pencils a day, you're just living in flow state. How did, like, what do you, how is your experience of that? And and are you interested in flow state at all? Like, cause that's, that's a big thing for me with, with creativity and like staying in something is you're just, it's, I think it's like your highest potential of like being a human is doing something in flow. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with that? It honestly depends on the day because sometimes I'll be like super in it and um it's hard to like step away from it and you almost have to be like all right go take a break go on a walk go eat something and other days it's just like I suck like I I am terrible like it really is one of those things honestly where it's like I either am super confident with what I'm doing or I think that I'm trash like it literally there's and then I I know at that point it's like if I'm getting really aggravated I'm like why can't I do this like I could do this yesterday and now today I feel like it looks absolutely terrible. It's like, I know at that point I have to step away because I know that if I'm not feeling it, it's not going to look good. Like I have to be in the right state of mind Mm -hmm. for it to look good. So, you know, it really depends on the day. Like sometimes I'm really vibing, I'm really in it and I'm confident other days I'm not. And you kind of have to, as an artist, I feel like you kind of have to honor that because if you try and force something when you're really feeling like trash yeah it's going to reflect in your art and it's it's not going to be good yeah no i totally i totally hear that and the only part where that gets rough is when you have client work that has like when you have deadlines line. exactly and <laughs> like, even God then damn it, it's like, i still have to power through yeah then then it's but it's still kind of the same thing like we all have bills to pay and yeah. we have deadlines and you have to of course work in a certain amount of time to to realistically live as a creative but you know, even if it's five or ten minutes where you oh, just that back, it's like, you know, you need that space or else you'll take the pencil and you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, and then then you're in some deep shit. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, don't your pencils are sacred. Don't break them on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's too much money. Yeah, right. You should uh oh my god, you should so obviously you're saving all of them. It'd be really cool to do like a uh like have have a ton of them and then make like a resin table out of like all of the broken and dead i'm pencils. thinking of doing something with them i call dope. it a pencil graveyard right now pencil graveyard <laughs> like, yeah another one bites the dust so i feel like it would be cool to that make something yeah, to honor them in a little bit yeah totally. yeah <laughs> i get weirdly attached to my like supplies i don't know if that's a normal yeah. thing with other artists but like i I'm like, oh, but this pencil was what I used to add the final detail. Like, I can't throw that out. It's weird. <laughs> Listen, there. I've I always think about if uh, if I'm out in public shooting and I somebody tries to mug me, I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna get rid of. I'm not like I'm not giving you my camera. It's not gonna mm-hmm. happen. Like this is all right. Baby. So you feel me on that? Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. It's not even about the money. It's just like this is what I used to like express myself like mm-hmm. i will i will fight you <laughs> <laughs> yeah break my arm don't break my camera <laughs> yeah exactly no 100 percent. i will i've actually i've uh because i do a lot of action filmmaking mm-hmm. um that's, i will be epic. i've been straight up like running on a shot and tripped and there's i don't there isn't footage of it but so i was like filming this like crazy huge capture the flag game and 
I, I tripped and I literally dove. I like cuddle. I like huddled my camera and dove and like hit on my shoulder and back. I got fucked up, but the camera was fine. Oh man. And it, it wasn't, it was just purely instinctual. I was like, I, my life before this, this thing that I'm, you know, using. Yeah. It's like your child. Yeah. I, I, we just had a, a pretty, well, I mean, it kind of happens a lot in Tennessee, but we had some bad weather a couple months ago and there were yeah. quite a few nights with tornado warnings and one was super close to us. Mm. I kid you not. I grabbed my cats and then I grabbed all of my art and I literally laid on top of them like a psychopath. I'm like, if I die, cool. But my cats, of course, will be okay. And my art, that shit is not going anywhere. Like I grabbed them off the wall. I was like hovering over them. It was so dramatic. I was like, <laughs> I died. It's okay. But my art can't. <laughs> like, well, no, because like, here's the thing. And this is something that I've realized too, especially with like video and the internet, like um, your work is what lasts forever. Mm-hmm. You are going to eventually, we're all eventually going to be gone. But oh, like, yeah. This is this is your imprint on the world. This is your what you've added. So the, of course that's sacred. Like that's mm-hmm. that's everything. Like I, you know, being able to house my videos online and knowing that they're going to be there forever. Like it's so cool. Like mm-hmm. we were watching um last night. I have a, a six year old son and a four year old daughter, and I made a a, a one year video for each of them. Like right after they were born, and they requested to watch it last night, and we were just like you know, watching them as babies. And I was like, this is here for like, we're when you're 40, when you're 20, like we're still gonna be able to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's, yeah, your work is what outlasts you. And of course, of course you're going to freaking hover down. <laughs> I would be doing the same. It would have been really funny. And <laughs> like, like, I'm going to hold back. my camera in my yeah. hands. So at least this, I know will be fine. And my computer yeah. too. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally understand that. <laughs> so, um, we kind of covered a little bit, but uh, are do you have ways that you when you're having an off day other than like taking a walk? Actually, for me, YouTube is a big thing. Um, when I'm in a kind of in a funk or I need to stop all the the like 20 to 30 minute um, format on YouTube that's like really popular is such a perfect like mental break for me. What are, what are your favorite like breaks to take to uh, kind of keep you motivated and, and overcome the, the mm-hmm. blocks? Um, I it's kind of two things. I also really like YouTube. Um, and there's a few people on there who I think they just, I find them quite inspiring the way they live their life. And if I'll just watch a video of theirs and it just, it boosts my mood. Um, who are your favorites? There's a YouTuber. Uh, her name is Yona Jensen. Yona Jensen. Um, she's Swedish, so I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that yet again. Here I go with that. Um, <laughs> but she she like lives kind of off the grid in in this forest in Sweden. She's awesome. And then Eamon and Beck. Um, heard of that? Yeah, they did van life, and now they kind of alternate between like living in Canada and Mexico. Just like really positive, inspiring yeah. people. Um, and then there's another YouTuber named Max and he has a dog named Aki and they do the same sort of situation. Um, so I'll either kind of watch one of those sort of things or I'll, if it's nice out, I'll go on a walk because just getting in the sun, the sun yeah. or the clouds or whatever, as long as it's yeah. not tornadoing. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, that's, like- that's straight up scientific, like getting out in the mm-hmm. sun, especially, especially when I feel like, for creatives we're in like you know the 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 little cave so much like the we're just working and there's nothing else and it's probably maybe dark in there like you need to be able to get out and and yeah 100 percent. especially when you're like 
like for you, for example, a lot of that's with a screen. Yeah. And I mean, I am staring at a dry. I actually had to go to the eye doctor because I was getting dry eye from not blinking enough. Like they fully were like, you aren't blinking enough. <laughs> so like, yeah, but like, there's so I, much detail. Yeah, I had to take breaks and like they wanted me to like squeeze my eyes shut. It was this whole thing. So I, <laughs> I feel you should you. get some like uh, some like magnifying glasses for when you're working on the detail stuff. So you're not no. like, how close how close when you're like really in it and like fine detail. How close is your face to really close? Like I <laughs> I get really and I like cock my head. So it's like super like sometimes my my neck will hurt. <laughs> um, so when is I'm there like- for like three pencils. <laughs> It would honestly be so funny if I recorded it because I have no idea what I actually look like. It's probably mildly concerning. Um, there's there's a good TikTok idea yeah, right there. A time yeah. lapse of <laughs> God, I don't know if I want to see that. I probably look like something out of the Hobbit. Just like, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's fantastic. I don't know. <laughs> so outside of your of your career, what's your what's like a go to hobby? What's your thing that kind of takes you away from it all? Um. Well, right now I'm training for a half marathon. Ah. So. Yeah, I've I've really gotten into running. I used to play competitive ice hockey. And I I played I, I play uh, beer league. Oh, sick, sick. Yeah, what yeah. position did you play? Uh, I'm I currently play. I play three times a week. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I got into it uh, in 2020, or sorry, last year when the Avs, because I'm in Colorado. Uh, when the Avs oh, were congrats in the on the cup, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that I had so much to do with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, <laughs> probably like 80. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's super fun, and it's it's you know again, I'm. Uh, it's a thing that I can uh, exercise is like hard for me when it's just you know. I'm I'm a dad. I'm doing so much stuff. Like just getting down in the basement to like lift weights is just not like mm-hmm. I need to have fun while I'm working out. So yeah. ice hockey is like makes me sweat. Playing three times a week, it's back like competitive. It's super fun. Uh, beer league is fun. It. I played I best. played with my coaches beer league in in uh, college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of are you still playing from hockey? No, that, yeah. So it was like the transition from hockey to to running to running. Yeah. Um, because. Yeah, I've I've had quite a few concussions. Um and uh honestly, like I'm about I'm only like I'm about to turn 24. I'm young, but yeah. I I have like aches and pains, like hockey related stuff and I'm like I don't know. Um so that I kind of now like similar to what you said, it's fun because I went from like you know, there's pressure and people expect things, of course, because you have a team and you're trying yeah. to win and, and to kind of just being like the only person I'm trying to beat is myself. Like I'm I'm just doing this for me. Yeah. And that's why I've like really fallen in love with running. So that and then I'm like an avid hiker. Like I love hiking. Well, it's the best. So those two things. Yeah. yeah hiking is awesome. Especially I, is there there's some good trails in uh, near Nashville. Yeah, there's like because Chattanooga isn't super far away from us yeah. either. And then we have a few places that are closer, like Nachos Trace and um, kind of just little pockets of of gold that you can find. I have an app called All Trails and I All just Trails is like, the best. It's literally like on the you know how you can have like four apps on the bottom yeah, yeah. of your phone. Yeah, oh, it's, it's one of your four. Yeah. yeah, it's in it's in the highlights. It is right <laughs> next to the music and the Google. There you go. <laughs> That's great. No, I mean, I so I live in uh, Evergreen, Colorado, so it's like in the mountains. So we're literally mm-hmm. like, you know, a 10, five, 10 minute drive from just insane. Yeah, that's views. a dream. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, was it uh, Saturday? So two days ago, we took the kids out there. So they're like, they've been learning to bike and they're off training wheels finally. And we took them up a trail and they actually like did some mountain biking. And uh, 
both of them have had a good little bail and then got back up and you know brushed it off and learned about that we had Hell yeah. walked the bikes spirit. up to the top of the mountain to teach grit and it was it was a good day and then we went out for ice cream that's impressive and yeah top it off the ice cream yeah you have to because they were like we were, we were like almost back to the car and they were like can we have ice cream and we were like yes you can yeah you did actually. such a good job today we're so <laughs> proud of you <laughs> No, that's great. Hiking is is solid. It's funny too because you said you went kind of from the team aspect to uh, just co- competing against yourself. Um, I did parkour and like Ninja Warrior stuff for like fifteen years. That's hardcore and stuff. Congrats I, I, on that. <laughs> thank you. And and it's funny because like I can't take that impact anymore. Like I I can still I can still bust out a backflip when I need to, but man, I see stars afterwards. <laughs> Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 34, not just, you know, I know that there's people this age that are still rocking it, but like, I, it's, it's a lot of effort and, mm-hmm. uh, something that I missed in that time was the team aspect because it's very much just, you know, you're battling your own mind mm-hmm. to get over fear. So I'm loving having, you know, being back on the team and having some competitive, cause I just, there's no, there's, you can be competitive with parkour, but it's like, it's mostly just about having fun. And, yeah. And it is yourself. definitely a, a mental shift for yeah. sure. It's different. But no, I love it's It's fun. Cause now you have the, you're, you know, it's keeping it interesting for you. So you have the mm-hmm. switch. I had to switch back to competitiveness and uh, it's just, you know, it's keeping it fresh. And the main thing is keeping us moving because yeah. that's, that's what keeps you healthy. Yep. Especially when you're sitting at a desk all day. Right. I know. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I love editing and I make good money editing, but, uh, man, it's a lot of desk hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I, that you kind of answer everything I got. Let me, uh, let me roll out the red carpet for you a little bit. Tell the people what you got going on in your life. Um, well, right now I'm working on, a brand new original that I'm going to be announcing somewhat soon. I'm in like the blueprint phase, which is like the hardest phase for me, honestly. It's just like making sure that the composition works and I'm getting all my reference pictures and doing all my research and getting all that done. Um, So hopefully in the next like two-ish weeks, I'll be able to like put that blueprint out and I'll be starting a whole new series because I did a guitar series on my last one on my TikTok. Um, And then I'm doing a few other projects that I can't like say, yeah. <laughs> but those will be coming out in the next few months too. Um, they can't say then, projects. Yeah. So it was very exciting. They are. Is it yeah, like official so. NDA or you just don't want to talk about it? Uh, not official NDA, but <laughs> just can't yeah. like, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not there yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but those, I still have like four five five new things coming out over the like summer months that i'm like super stoked about i took like a month off of drawing after my last one that i did so yeah back I, I, in, like, I, i'm not surprised that the amount of work that you're like I, my hands need a break yeah because <laughs> it hurts sometimes i have a disgusting callus on my finger it's so and it just oh yeah no sometimes it starts hurting and I'm like oh this is so disgusting do you have to deal with uh carpal tunnel at all or is is it not quite right now no I've been really lucky so far I am kind of worried about that in the future though because it is like a ton of really small movements so I do have a brace that like sometimes I'll put on just to be safe um because I've had wrist problems in the past because of hockey um <laughs> yeah so yeah I, got, I don't know if you can see it i uh i could i took a slap shot to the pinky last game and it, no uh, it's nice that's and blown the up worst. Right now. that is like literally getting hit with a slap shot 
<laughs> no worse pain. It didn't even. What's funny is like it didn't even hurt in the moment. You're you're just your your hand goes numb for a second. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, this is gonna suck in a bit. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> then you're like, oh, I think. And like ten minutes later, you're like, "Oh yeah, there's the there's the blood pooling. Yeah, there's that's the gonna blood. Be, that's gonna be ne- that's gonna be uh, a problem." <laughs> yeah, well, it you know happens to the best. It's the of best. Us. I'm okay with the bumps and bruises. It's so much fun. Yeah. Oh, it's just so fun living in constant pain. Like it's great. There's no, nothing I mean, better. What do you think? What do you think? Fifteen years of parkour was. Oh. Always sore. Always. You wake like, up in the morning and you're like cracking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I make so many noises. <laughs> my ankles are yeah my my leg if i just kind of twist it a little bit it'll pop like <laughs> yeah yep but that's uh listen that's that's called living and that's called mm-hmm. having a good time and using your body what it's for what it's meant to be used for mm-hmm. which is movement and being active and and tell you what it's the people who don't move are in a hell of a lot more pain yeah you know it's it's pick your poison you know i'm i'm so lucky that i'm in a place where I'm able to as well, you know, in terms of like my job and my physical health and everything too. It's, I'm just lucky that I can, I can even run at all. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Actually, what I did have one more thing, which I always kind of part, part of this show is kind of the creative process. And the other part Mm -hmm. is like making a living and a life. Uh, where does your, are you able to do this full time? Where's your income coming from? uh, Yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm, so lucky. Again, I wasn't expecting any of this. I did have a second job in the beginning of it. Um, and now I'm kind of able to not, but you know, that as long as I can keep where I am and continue growing, obviously, and that's always up in the air, you never know. But right now, yes, like I'm not rich. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. But (laughs) But, I mean, listen, I'm able to live my life and like pay the rent. Paying bills with a creative career is basically being rich <laughs> yeah no, that's the thing it's kind of like and again it's I recognize that I'm in like a privileged position like my family has supported me they haven't been like what are you doing my yeah. friends have been supportive I've had the ability to go down that route in a much easier way than other people might have not been able to do um so I'm super thankful for all of that um but um it is one of those things where it's like, if you're able to do it, if you're able to pursue what you love, I think you should try and do it because oh, yeah. we all, like you mentioned, like, you know, we all end up under the ground. And for me personally, this might sound like really morbid to some people. And I don't mean this in a dark way, but like my, my mortality really drives me. Like yeah. I, I just, I know that my time here is limited and it's not like I'm thinking, Oh, I have till 80 or 90. It's like, I could literally die next week. Like mm-hmm. we have no idea. And because of that, it really grounds me. I'm like, I am going to do everything in my power given the resources I have to pursue my dream. Because if I don't, it's a disservice to myself and I could end up on my deathbed next week. And I, I, want to limit the amount of regrets that I have. I, that's like my thing. It's like, I don't want to have this long list of what ifs in my yeah. life. And I try to just c- cross that off, you know, preach, and, preach, preach. Yeah. That's kind of how <laughs> I see it. <laughs> death, death is what motivates you to keep going. And I, yeah, no, I mean a hundred percent. Cause you're, you know, you are going to die or you, something else may happen to where you can't do it. And you just want to take the time that you ha- you've been given to do this and make the most of it, which exactly. Yeah. Like that's uh 
that's called loving what you do. And, you know, only a percentage of the population really gets to do that. So mm-hmm. no, I, uh, I totally hear that. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not morbid. It's truthful. You yeah. Know? Some people are like, definitely what? And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to die. I just know that I'm going to like, that's, (laughs) that's what it is. So it's like, I I have this little amount of time. Don't know when the clock is going to tick completely like bye, like, so, you know, just, just work with what you have. And exactly. And like, we, you know, we don't not to go like spiritual stuff, but like, we don't know what happens after this life. It's all. Mm -hmm. So why not take what we know we are, what we know we have, which is right now and make literally just squeeze the absolute most out of it. That's exactly. That makes, and that's, that's in everything. That makes sense. Yeah. That's in your career. That's in your relationships. That's in making lunch. It's just, it, it's all you have. Like make ever. the shit just out of that lunch. Yeah. Like make the hell out of that sandwich, man. <laughs> like make that spring roll. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, uh, actually, uh, so within within the you know the money maker, what what has been driving that for you? Is it Prince? Is it what's been what's it's been, been bills? Prince and com- Prince are the majority of it, and then commissioned work. So like nice. I'll do posters and album art and things of that realm. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of both. Um. Because like a one time, you know, like the the amount you'll get paid for a poster and album cover could be the same that you would make in a couple like a month of prints depending on the month um tiktok has been huge for me like it's like my biggest driver i'm so thankful for that app yeah (laughs) um so yeah it's really been tiktok that kind of you know has been my communication method with yeah. Everybody. Well, I mean, TikTok's why we're why we're here today. Like I saw yeah, you yeah. and I was like, that's amazing. And then recently, like that's it is uh it's really no, I agree. It's it's a huge thing. And the fact that you can have a you know drive a full on business with it, like that's exactly yeah. That's so I mean, awesome. and that was just like again, it was one of those things where I'm like, what is going on? Like I just gotta keep sticking with this and everything yeah. and it kind of just snowballed into what it is, but yeah, it's I, I I owe a lot of it to TikTok, honestly, How which fast? I never thought I would say. If you would ask me two years ago, I'd be like, I do not want that app. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. And then I realized that it was so much more than dancing. And um, no hate to the dancers, like pop off, like do your yeah. thing, do your thing, dude. But um, well, I no, but it's transcended. It's transcended. Exactly. I didn't know you could have a full on like business yeah. rooted. You know, your sales being rooted in in your your views and things. So. Yeah. How fast was the the climb? Just like w- w- when you started the channel, was it like pretty quick, or did it take a while to kind of take off? It for it took a while. Like uh, I've had I've been doing this for about almost exactly two years now. Yeah. Um, and it really took off with the guitar one with the three chords. Okay. That's so you were like it, you're about a year and a half, two years in. Yeah, I had like seven thousand. I went from seven thousand followers to almost fifty thousand. Yeah. Um, just from that one drawing and I think it's because it was I did a series it wasn't just because up until that point I would only do um, and I don't know if other artists feel me on this I'm sure they do Um, I have like this deep-rooted fear that I'm going to mess up so Mm. before when I was first starting I would say I'm starting this and then I'd be like here's the finished product (laughs) like I wouldn't like I wouldn't show the in-between because I'm like what if I and then I'm like Emily just stop with the fear like yeah you know get that out of your head um because you, you gotta you gotta be willing to to mess up and to fail and 
to, to be successful. And I was mm-hmm. like, just Emily, you know this and do it. So I did. And I'm like, all right, we're going to start showing progressions. So then I would show updates. Like this is an update. And then my dad, and I attribute this to my dad because it was his idea. I was talking to him about it. And he said, like, it'd be really cool if you like walked through the guitars that you're drawing and like, you know, describe them. And I'm like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So um, that's what I did. And that's what I'm going to do with the elements that I'm incorporating into my next one too. So, I, so I'm kind of moving down everything. the series. Yeah. Like, like, so everyone knows really what's going into it. And Yeah. Well, I mean, what's cool with that, too, is, like, if you decide to do more on the guitar stuff, like, I think a series on, like, why, you know, each, there's 200, 200 plus videos there, but, like, a deep dive into why this guitar is special in this mm-hmm. one thing and, like, putting clips in of them playing or whatever, like, there's a there's a lot of stuff you could do with that. That'd be really, really cool. Yeah, so it's kind of just getting more and more close to the, to the drawing and just yeah. showing more of the process. Um, which I was really afraid to do in the beginning, but now I've kind of like chilled out a little bit about it. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're going to mess up. You might as well. Well, and even it. like documenting the mess ups, like that's something mm-hmm. that I've really, like that makes when you can connect and that like makes you human of like, Hey, I ran into this problem today and here's how I fixed it. Like, I cried for an hour over this one today. guys. <laughs> yeah. like, I actually, um, on Jimi Hendrix's guitar, which is at the very top middle of my, church of rock and roll i drew yep. the headstock reversed <laughs> and i didn't realize it until i thought i was done and i already had it getting professionally captured oh. yeah and i was like i i i cried i was like i messed up like how could i mess that up it's literally Jimi hendrix's guitar like how can you mess up the guitar and then uh of course i was catastrophizing and i was like emily you can fix this and i was able to fix the drawing and it was before it was captured and everything oh, okay so you still had time it wasn't like a mid photo shoot it was no no <laughs> you know it's expensive to get your oh, art yeah. professionally captured so then you can make obviously it's for the prints the yeah prints. yeah yeah I have, um, a, I have a buddy that does uh like mythical drawings and uh they're just as complex as, as your stuff is it's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing and yeah he it, it's a it's a process to get like really really high quality prints that it are, is even it is blow up or whatever and I didn't even know that. That oh, was yeah. another like big learning thing because I I would love to have more like artist friends. All all of my friends, almost all of my friends are creatives, but mm-hmm. most of them are musicians or photographers. And I don't have that many friends who are like traditional artists, you know? So I've just been kind of figuring out on my own and in terms of like figuring out the margins and figuring out the pricing and figuring yep. out international shipping and the cost of packaging down to the cent um it's a lot that it's was a, whole, a huge it's learning a whole, curve. i mean that's the business i mean that's that's a, mm-hmm. again a big reason why i'm enjoying this show is because it's it's bringing light to the uh, you know everybody wants to be a creative but like you also have to understand some business and yeah or, it is or business, hire yeah. somebody that's better at it Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know, when you're just starting out, it's just you, that's, you know, that's a trial by fire. If like, okay, cool. You got some money. You want to sell it? How do you get money? Where, you know, how do you ship to everybody? How, mm-hmm. you know, if I want this thing, the size of a wall, how does that, you know, how does that exactly. work? And I didn't, I really like, it was all just like, oh my God, I have this problem. How am I going to move forward with it? Um, 
and it, that still happens like to this day I'm still like what am I doing like and then I have to like figure it I have a motto my motto in life is say yes figure it out later like that yes. is just that's my thing what I'm, I like, that's what yeah. I live by yeah and then I'm like now what do I do and then I and I figure it out and that's just honestly been everything up until this point like and it hasn't been super easy but I'm like so thankful that I stuck you, with you it. You got the right headspace and that's where that's where it really like if you have the right mindset it can take you as far as you need to go like the, mm-hmm. if you have the good mindset with the work ethic you're you know there's nothing mm-hmm. stopping Because as you know I mean like you know creativity pursuing creative because a lot of people will say like you know it's so risky to be creative and it is but um when I was in college we had an entrepreneur come in and speak to us and he was talking about risk because mm-hmm. obviously that's the big thing is risk um calculated risk <laughs> and he was saying like yeah it's really risky in the beginning of starting like your journey of starting your own business but then if you go into corporate america which is totally fine not like i you know um then 15 10 15 years down the line you could be making too much and they'll just cut you mm-hmm. and then you're right back to where you started and it's like that's risk so it's kind of like figuring out what amount of risk and what kind of risk you're okay with and then yeah choosing your path based off of that because nothing in life is guaranteed it's all just that's not saying you know but it's like you know think it through because everything is going to have some level of risk to it so no absolutely like nothing as you said nothing's guaranteed it reminds me of the uh the jim carrey like commencement speech where he said like his his dad could have been an amazing comedian but he chose the like stable job and then 20 years later he got fired for mm-hmm. no reason so it's like what do you, you know yeah you could do you want to do something that you hate and potentially lose it as well and then you fail at something that you don't want or you can and to you know to directly quote him you can take a chance on doing something that you love mm-hmm. so no i i totally i totally hear that and agree yeah. with it Such inspirational i love it <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I, I absolutely love your work and thank you so much for, uh, for being on and, and chatting with me. And this has been, uh, this has been super, super cool and eye opening. and, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to see what you got coming up. Yeah. Well, thank Where you can people having... find you. Um, so my, I have like three main things. So my website is emilyroseartwork.com. Um, and that's where I have like my prints and my contact and, um, all of those things. And then my TikTok is Emily underscore Rose art. And my Instagram is also Emily underscore Rose art. Um, and then my email is on all three of those different platforms as well. And yeah, like out. I said, I'm starting a new piece, a new series on my TikTok, and yeah. I'm super excited to share it with everybody. So it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. Definitely go check it out. I will have all of those links in the show notes. And uh, thank you, everybody, for, uh, for watching and listening, and I will see you next time.